the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 970 The Answer presents Eye on Real Estate. This is your premier source for real estate information from the hot properties in the tri-state to the latest real estate market trends. From mortgage news to answers to all your real estate questions, you'll be in the know with help from the experts. Call now. 866-970-9622. That's 866-970-9622. Now, here's your host for Eye on Real Estate, Douglas Elliman's CEO, Dottie Herman. Good morning, good morning, good morning, everyone. I'm Dottie Herman, and we've got a delightful show for you today, all about real estate far and wide and all the millions of things that you have to do with real estate, which touch all of our lives. My co-host, real estate attorney Jerry Feeney, is with us to answer any questions you might have about the law and real estate. And our finance and mortgage expert, Ace Letters Husapar, is Good morning, also Donnie. with us. I'm getting close. You're getting close. Close. Or it's only seven <laughs> years. Okay. These two great experts, and they both are experts in their fields, are here to support our listeners with information and advice that's free and easy to get by calling us at 866 970 That's 866-970-9622. And so if you have a real estate or a purchase pending and have a question or are looking for a mortgage and don't know where to start or want to know what it's going to cost you or what you qualify for, call ACE or anything legal, call Jerry at 866-970-9622. Or if you want to know about how, renovating your house and how to do oh, it please. quickly and efficiently. Don't call, call me. Daddy. Call Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way. What, what's going I'm, on I'm with that house? I'm hoping that by next I summer I'll be in. Yeah. Okay? Oh, next I'm summer. Hoping. Okay. So, so yeah, now it's I'm Labor Day. Next summer now. Oh, it's yeah. Labor Day of 18, not 17. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, but I will have a big party for 4th of July. I, I really am hoping that next year, it's two years now. <laughs> and, of course, uh, I thought this would be Sorry. six months. But, when, but, but really, when you do renovations, really, you have to be on it. And, if you know, I take a lot of responsibility for not being there. You have to really take the time to be on the builders and the contractors and make sure they're not taking other jobs and they're getting your job done. So, Well, that's know. right. They take other, they'll take other clients. Yeah, they'll start your you job. Know, if they know you're not there, they'll take another job yeah. in the middle. They so. do that all the time. Yeah. The so, squeaky I mean, wheel, as my mother used to say, the squeaky wheel gets oiled, right? It's true. Coming up at 11 a.m., we've got a fascinating guest, Dr. Randy Frost. And Dr. Frost is a professor of psychology at Smith College and the co-author of three books on hoarding, including a workbook for hoarders. He is also one of the authors of an exam that you can give yourself to find out if you just like clutter or you're a hoarder. And if you have any questions, you should call at 866-970-9622. And it's funny, I was just talking to one of my agents who got this listing and uh, in new york city and it's a world war ii hero and his wife and they're hoarders 
I said, well, <laughs> Sorry, I... what are you going to do? Like, are you I... going to try to help them unhoard their house? And well, he said... Well, he said he has a workbook. I envisioned this uh, hoarder not being able to find the workbook under well, all the Well, there's all, you know... You know this... <laughs> <clears throat> so. That's true. But then, look, how, I don't know if you've ever seen the show, that hoarder show, mm-hmm. where they show... I mean, oh, those yeah. cases I've been in apartments like that, yeah. And yeah. the worst. I mean, it's hard for me to even believe people could live like that. But there's all mm. different degrees. That's yeah. the, the, us, the ultimate hoarder. We'll talk to him. But you can be a hoarder with, you know, and not be at that extreme. I'm the other end. I throw things out that I me need too. sometimes. So me I just too. Can't, can't take any clutter. I might be a hoarder. And when I'm, like, feeling down the dumps, I'm uh-huh. cleaning and throwing yeah. things out. That's my therapy. Yeah. Jerry, People isn't everything like, folded in your closet? Don't you have a special is, folding day? Everything is folded very neatly. We're having a meeting today after the show with the <laughs> with the new cleaning lady to go over <laughs> folding <laughs> procedures. Sure, you're she's the, looking forward to doing that on a Saturday afternoon. You're the opposite of a hoarder. I'm the complete opposite. I, you know, I throw out necessary things just because they were left on the counter. Jerry yeah. buys underwear every single day. Brand, brand new, brand new. Stop it. Oh, Ace, you shouldn't know that. Okay, okay, we don't want to go there. It's a there. family show here. No. But it's the dog days, and those are the hottest 40 days of the summer, beginning July 3rd and ending August 11th. And that coincides with the rising of the dog star Sirius. The connection with hot, sultry weather was made for all time. The ancient Greeks and Romans believed that actual dogs went wild during this time of year while humans became listless and lazy. And so if you ask us, it's hard not to feel a little bit lazy when the temperatures are pushing 90 degrees. But I, I always say, you know what? When it's freezing outside, I just think, you know what? It's, I think it's at least nice. At least it's sunny, and it's, I'm okay with it. It does drain your today, energy when it's hot, though. You yeah. Know. I don't, so so I, I don't think today is an Aries. I have somebody has a note here that it's, is your in Aries, and I don't think in Aries. Do you know what? I, re- I read that. I don't think no. it's Aries. Either. I think. Well, you see, there's two horoscopes. Uh-oh. They changed. They somebody came up with another horoscope, and they added an extra. Um, I, they changed sign. it all around. So I'm going to skip it. Sorry, because I don't think you're in Aries if you're born now. I think you're Aries if you're born somewhat in April, or the beginning of May. Mm-hmm. Um, but you do share the birthday with Alex Trebek. Trebek and the host of TV that's Jeopardy, who is 77 today, and uh, Don Henley of the Eagles, who is 69. Eagles, my goodness, my goodness. Love the Eagles. Um, Yeah, I used to love them too. Goodness, Mm. they're getting old. (laughs) The times are changing, and it seems, I guess we all are, (laughs) if you remember the Eagles. Mm -hmm. The times are changing, and it seems that more people are living together, sharing apartments and houses than ever before. Um, I was just at a uh, one of my agents' um, new homes, which was lovely in Sag Harbor yesterday, and um, I was admiring it. And walking through it, I was looking at the master bedroom suite downstairs, and of course, there's one upstairs. And now, um, a lot of my agents tell me it's a detriment if you don't have a master bedroom suite downstairs and upstairs. Mm. And I would mm. I would imagine that's because. You know, people bring their parents, and maybe they can't walk stairs, or they're getting older. But people like to share apartments and homes for financial reasons, for social reasons. Sometimes it's a parent that really shouldn't, you know, is okay, but doesn't want to live on their own. And what about roommates? Okay, so how do you choose the right person? Um, I've got a great list of questions you should ask your prospective roommate, put together by our friends at BrickUnderground.com. 
And those of you who are going to college, I'm sure you're looking for roommates. Actually, this list is so great, you could ask these questions on a first date and learn a lot about the person. So you can use it for both ways if you're not looking Dating for Dating roommate. and roommates. Okay, good. Yeah, it's, it's multi-purpose. Okay, and when people move, unless they're buying a brand new home, most people want to make some renovations, large or small. But if you're in a condo, what kind of renovations can you make? You can't make any anything that you want. While it's true you own your apartment, there are a lot of things in the condo that the building owns, not you. And renovations you're not allowed to do before you buy. You have to ask. So we're going to go through some of the renovations that you probably won't be able to do if you buy a condo. Um, if I have time, we love the TV shows that where an entire house gets made over in like two days. Uh, <laughs> how do people get on those shows? Who pays for the renovations? Does it really happen in just a few weeks? And so we've got the inside scoop for you. Um, got a lot of good things. Anyhow, I just want to give you some real estate news, because I always do. But, um, you know, we had had a little slump in foreign sales, but uh, foreign U.S. home sales, dollar value, the volume surged 49% to a record of $153 billion, and that's from the NAR. And although China maintains top position in sales dollar volume for the fourth straight year, the significant rise in foreign investment in this survey came from a massive hike in activity from Canadian buyers. Now, we've always had a lot of Canadians, um, but if you've We've talked about the price of Canadian real estate. It's off the wall. I wonder if that's Vancouver and yeah, Toronto. Vancouver, especially. They're going, they're going crazy up there. So, so I guess they're getting priced out yeah. and they're buying down here. Well, I'm assuming it's a, it says that after dipping in 2016 to $8.9 in sales, it's up to over $12 billion. So Canadians... Um, Behind the Chinese. Yeah. The Chinese and the Canadian buyers scooped up $19 billion worth of properties, mostly in Florida. Yeah. Hmm. Well, Florida's big with Canadians because Jay always tells us that, our CEO from Florida. Um, foreign sales rise about... The top five countries uh, are China and Canada. And I'm trying to think of what other... Uh, Canada, China, and it'll come to me. I'm trying to think of the... It's uh, here. I think I have it here. United Kingdom, uh, Mexico, oh, yeah, that would make sense. Yeah. and yeah. India. Overtook yeah. the UK, yeah. and Australia came in as fourth in terms of buyers. Really? Yeah. I, I, that I wouldn't have guessed. And half of all the uh, Chinese millionaires, 84% of Chinese millionaires, want to invest here in the United States. So no matter what anybody says, this is the single no best place to buy property. No matter what you see on TV that's going on that's kind of crazy. Best place. If these people still want to be. And homes are up in the Hamptons again. Luxury home sales started to come alive, which they were, I mean, probably a month or two ago, I said they were a little slow. They're starting to uh, beef up, okay? And uh, I have to tell you that in the... I was reading this story on um, New York history, and I i don't know if you remember, but I think it was when the, the mayor, de Blasio, was first became mayor, and, there was, and, I, and they wanted to get rid of the horse and buggies. I mean, it was a whole movement of banning. It was one of his platforms. Horse. That was the like first thing that I think he, that was the first thing he tried to do. I thought yeah. that wasn't, shouldn't be number one on the list, but whatever. Um, 
but the Hansom Cabs in Central Park has dropped their campaign and is now not focusing on, on getting rid of them. It's how to take better care of the horses. Uh, and this is how it – so, so I think that's really good because, you, you know, I think it's part of New York, but you want to make sure that the horses are all taken care of. And to prevent working animals from dropping in the streets on, on you know, other organizations are concerned. And so they're building uh, horse fountains and horse showers and they're bringing buckets to the sidewalk. They have a whole thing that they're kind of trying to do. do and it. I think that's really but good. It was 100 years ago, but do you know what they also did 100 years ago to keep the horses cool? They gave Tell all us. the horses sombreros. Oh, really? It was an actual idea at the turn of the last century designed to help shield horses' eyes from the sun and prevent them from getting overheated. It was adopted in France. <laughs> Apparently, so. working horses in Paris were sporting sombreros, but it didn't catch yeah. on in New York. Yeah. Oh, well, now remember, yeah. Did the horses leave them on? I mean, well, yeah, when I put little hats on my dogs, they they rip them off. Yeah. Well, my mastiffs would—they so don't make. Oh, their they would eat them. Yeah. They don't they, make. Their and so, Daddy, what's the mayor doing now okay. that this is Eight, solved? Well, now that this issue is solved, what's he spending his time accomplishing? Well, I don't know. I really fixing the potholes. Going that. to the gym. Okay, you don't hear anything mm. else really, but the news that's going on in Washington these days. <laughs> so. Um, um, 866-970-9622. If you have questions, we'll take them in a minute. Um, remember I told you last week about the dog who was elected mayor of Rabbit Hash, Kentucky? Yes. Uh, Bryn, <laughs> yes. The dog mayor of Rabbit Hash, Kentucky, could not be reached. We tried to get him for a comment. Now well, I don't busy. know how he was. He's busy. Yeah, he's busy. Well, he was getting a flea bath this morning, so he could not call <laughs> in. <laughs> okay. However... We did get, as promised, some information for our listeners, okay? okay. In November 2016, the town elected the two-year-old American pit bull terrier named Brian, who also goes by the name Brenneth Paltrow, as its unofficial mayor. He was the fourth canine mayor of the town. So he's not the first. Oh, they have a long history of electing dogs. Yes. Mm -hmm. Now, there was also a mayor that was a cat mm -hmm. and a chicken and a donkey, and there was even a little boy in the race, okay? They were all running against him. Anyone can vote of any age, and, and you can vote as many times, and drinking at the polls is encouraged. <laughs> I it like costs, this place. Yes. It costs $1. It costs $1 to vote, and the money goes to the Historical Society of Rabbit Hash, of the society. So it goes to a good place. Uh, Mayor Bryan won in a landslide victory. He's pleased to tell you the two-year-old pit bull won the election by more than a thousand votes, so it wasn't close. Mm. Wow. And he will govern Rabbit Hash, a quaint historical district nestled on the shores of the Ohio River. Two of this year's runners-up, Bourbon and Lady, would serve as ambassadors for the town. So he's giving them mm. a little piece everybody's, of, you know, he's trying to be considerate <laughs> that they will not be sore losers and that but they. But you know, Dottie, the only human, the little boy that ran. He came in next to last with only 76 votes. Oh. <laughs> they like the animals there. The election oh, raised more than $8,900 for the Historical oh, Society. I think it's a great idea. It I is think a great should, idea. We should run a dog for New York, Mayor. Okay. 866-970-9622. Let me take a quick like question. <laughs> no, no. Um, Johnny from Brooklyn. Hi. Good morning, Johnny. How are you on this wonderful, sunny, hot day? Good? 
Oh, good morning. Much better than the last couple of days. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, the question is, uh, I have a closing coming up. I don't have a set date, but I believe it's going to be the uh, toward the end of this week. When should I have the gas actually turned off for the for the building? It's a three-family building. So you're a seller? You're the seller? Uh, yes, seller. I'm the seller. Yeah. Usually the utility companies don't really turn the uh, utilities off. They just put them in suspense. Mm -hmm. It's easier, and then the new buyer uh, activates the account. Um, so just call the utility company when you have a firm date. Tell them you're closing on that day. They won't shut the service off. They'll just suspend it, and then when the new person calls for activation, they'll pick it up. If they never do, they'll eventually turn it off. But it's much easier that way. Or if you want to be nice, which is what I think most people should do, you should just tell your attorney. You, give them the, you call them and say, you know, you're not sure of the date, but when you know – um, and what they usually then give them the number, and what they would do is when they move in, just call up and have it put under their name. There are fire regulations too about that, so there are yeah. no explosions. So, so you really have to do check. Yeah. So, but so their attorney should have the number of, of the utility company using, and so um, they usually don't lose any time. They usually just transfer it as, as most. I mean, it could be done differently, but that's most. What I've seen, it just gets, they, if you know you're closing on, let's say, September 10th, then you're, you would, it would go off and then it would go on for them. Yeah, exactly. So I physically they, they would, turned off the ones for each kitchen uh, stove. I physically mean, turned them off. So you turned the valve, but they're, they're the going to need to test the, the uh, right. they're going to need to test the stoves before they close. Aren't they going to do a walkthrough? Uh, no, they don't want the stoves or the refrigerators. No, but oh, but okay. the point is, they oh they don't want them. But they but when they walk through the home, I'm pretty sure your utilities should be on. Yeah, oh, and maybe it has to be turned off at the curb too. What kind of a house is this? Are you, is it in the city or is it in a, a suburb? Brooklyn. Yeah. No, no, no. They'll probably walk through, and even if they don't want the stove or they don't want whatever um, appliances. They still would turn on to make sure that they were, that, that the gas is on and stuff like that. And you can't do a walkthrough and have no. So I would have the walkthrough and give them the names, and then they can call up. They should call up, and then they'll have a date. Once you know the closing date, then they'll transfer it in their name. That's how it's usually done. And then they can do what they want with the appliances. Even though they said that they don't want the appliances? Well, they don't well, want did, the, they, do, they, do they want you to take them out, or they just don't want them? Yes. They want so me they to want, take them out. Oh, they want you to take all the appliances out. Yes. You better call a professional about yeah. this. You don't want anything to explode. Yes. Yeah, I, I, no, absolutely. Absolutely. That's why I'm, I'm still here. But, okay. Yeah, no. If they want you to actually get rid of the appliances, um, then I would just call the, the, the company and, and tell them and ask what they would suggest you do because I don't really know enough about whether the whether they gas or what do you have? What kind yes. of Gas. You can. Yeah, well. And the refrigerators are electric. Yeah, so you're not going to turn your electricity off. You're not going to turn everything off. So I think I'd just call the company and see what they say. And then the, the two attorneys can work it out. Okay. okay. Thank you. You're welcome. And good luck with your uh, sale and your new, you know, I guess your new venture. Are you moving someplace? Are you, are you, is this, did you I'm live in this house? Upstate. Oh, you're going upstate. And yes. may I ask, what made you decide to just take a change, new point? Of I wanted more fresh air. 
Less gas, more fresh air. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) So, well, listen, I I wish you good luck with your move. And uh, I just want to tell you quickly, I I never heard of a self-cleaning house, but the woman who, I guess she had, and uh, the the idea of a self-cleaning house, and she died at 101. She was on the front page of the New York okay. Times, her obituary. And uh-huh. how does a, so that what she did was wasn't popular because of it didn't really the whole work. house was a dishwasher. Yeah, it was a giant floor-to-ceiling <laughs> dishwasher with rotating water jets on the ceiling and floors. Hmm. Didn't and, catch on. Yeah, and everything inside the home of concrete. Okay, I gotta go. We'll be right back. 866-970-9622. Good luck with your move. Hey, have you heard about this? There's a new way to buy Jets tickets, the Jets boarding pass. It's presented by JetBlue and includes a mobile ticket to every 2017 Jets home game. And it lets you sit in a different seat each game. One game, it could be the front row. The next, the upper deck. That's part of the fun. Plus, you'll get your seat locations in the Jets mobile app two hours before every kickoff. For more info and to buy with just a small deposit, visit NewYorkJets.com slash boarding pass. That's NewYorkJets.com slash boarding pass. Or give them a call, 800-469-JETS. Oh, and uh, one more thing, Jet up. Dennis Prager here, and for two years now, I've been telling you about my wife, Sue, who tried Relief Factor because of her knee pain, and it worked. This is before I ever even heard about the product. I never endorsed a pain reliever, but now I am. And yes, now I'm taking Relief Factor, too. Maybe you've heard me call it a miracle. In fact, listen to what Amanda from Texas wrote. I was having pain in my left thumb area and left side of my leg from my knee about four inches up. After about a week of taking Relief Factor, the pain in my leg has gone away, and a few days later, the pain in my left hand is gone. We've gotten thousands of these testimonials, and if you're struggling with ongoing back or neck pain, shoulder, hip, or knee pain, or general muscle aches and pain, do what my wife Sue did. Try Relief Factor. Go to relieffactor.com. Or call them toll-free, 800-500-8384, 800-500-8384. When smart businesses need to grow their team, they do it on the site proven to deliver, Indeed.com. According to an independent study, Indeed delivers five times more hires than any other job site, more hires than the rest combined. And right now we're giving new users a $50 credit to post a sponsored job, boosting your listing and relevant search results. Claim your $50 credit at Indeed.com slash credit. Indeed, the world's number one job site. Terms, conditions, and quality standards apply. Bluestar Medicated Ointment gets five-star reviews from our loyal users for fast relief of the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. Bluestar soothes insect bites and fungal infections. It really works on the summer rashes I get every year. I had psoriasis on my elbows. Blue Star worked wonders. Amazing stuff. Smear a bit on and the itch is gone. Look for the white box with the Blue Star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back. Are you suffering with hearing loss? Are you sick of people constantly complaining that your TV is too loud? Are you tired of asking people to speak up? Would you like to hear more clearly, but you don't want to wear a hearing aid that makes you look old? Then you need to try Listen Clear, a life-changing breakthrough designed by top audio engineers to fit your ear almost invisibly. Listen Clear is fully adjustable, so you can find the perfect way to hear almost everything, wherever you are and whatever you're doing. And right now, you can try Listen Clear absolutely free with free shipping. We'll even give you free batteries for life. So call now, 1-855-568-4327. 
Listen Clear is lightweight and completely hassle-free, and it's practically invisible. Call for your risk-free home trial with free shipping and free batteries for life. For free information, call now, 1-855-568-4327. That's 1-855-568-4327. 1-855-568-4327. Be sure to tune in every Sunday night as Labor Press, New York's leading source for daily labor news and industry information, brings you their Blue Collar Buzz radio show. The hosts, Neil Tapel and Bill Holfeld, will discuss issues in the workplace and talk with some of the most prominent and influential personalities in the labor community. It's Labor Press, Sunday nights at 9, right here on AM 970, The Answer. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back, and uh, again, you're listening to I on Real Estate, and our number is 866-970-9622 if you have any questions for any of us. Um, before I go any further, I, I just want to take a moment to express our, our sadness and our prayers for um, a reporter who I know for, God knows, 15 years. Her name was Joanna Robledo, and uh, she was a writer for New York Magazine. I believe she was like 47 years old, and she's got mm. three children. And um, unfortunately, I believe that she found out she had some uh, form of cancer about a month and a half ago. And it just happened that quickly. Wow. So um, we love her, and I, uh, services, I think, are Monday. And we just want to say to the family and friends, and she just was just one of... An angel. Uh, an angel. That's the best way to say it. And also, when you, when you start getting crazy over little things, take a deep breath and, take, and say to yourself, if I don't, no matter what's going on, if I don't have health, it really doesn't matter. So that's the most important thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so make sure you take care of yourself and also count the blessings of being healthy and that your family are because you just never know. <coughs> Very sad. Yeah. Um, I, have, uh, I have a question that somebody asked, and I don't know if you know this, which is about Social Security, but we figured we'd ask it. And they wanted to know how... Can you get your so? Can you get Social Security from your ex spouse? Oh, I love okay. that question. So, provided you meet certain conditions, <laughs> you may be eligible for bigger monthly payments, courtesy of your former spouse. And uh, that's the last. You know, so, given that about forty-three percent of unmarried older Americans rely on this government benefit for at least ninety percent of their income, this little bump can be huge as long as you know about it. Um, people sometimes just don't know that they are eligible for this money, and oftentimes it goes unclaimed. So here's um, what you have to do to what you have to do to collect. I would be furious if my ex started collecting. Okay. Well, well I don't think it. I don't think it impairs how much the other person gets. In other words, I don't think it diminishes like the surviving spouse, the surviving widow. Uh, I think they they get a standard amount, but the the divorced widow. I think it was 10 years as the standard yes. or whatever. Your former um, they, marriage they has get, to, yeah, yeah, right. It has, you're right. It has to, your former marriage had to have lasted for 10 years. Um, you have to be age 62 or older. You have to be unmarried 
I mean, if, okay, because if you're married, then you don't, you're not entitled to it. The benefit you are entitled to receive is based on your own, based on your own work is less than your ex-spouse's benefit. So in other words, if you get more than your, if your Social Security benefits are more than your ex-spouse, I don't believe you get it. I think mm-hmm. that's how it that's right. works. So they it has to be, you. if that's all true, then you may be entitled to up to one half of your ex's full retirement benefit, regardless of whether of when they decide to take Social Security or even if they remarried, as Jerry said. And you may start receiving your ex Social Security as early as age 62, but doing so will permanently lower your benefits because you're not waiting until your full retirement age, which for most current retirees is 66. While the government will penalize you for taking your excess benefit early, it won't reward you for delaying. So it is important to file and commence benefits immediately upon reaching full retirement age because there is no delayed retirement credit eligibility for an ex-spouse. Of course, as I said, if you get remarried, once that happens, you can no longer claim under your ex-record. Instead, you would use your own or your current new spouse. If your second marriage ends in divorce, death or annulment, you can always go back and claim the first ex-spouse Gee, benefit wow. if it was higher. Wow. Hmm. Okay? Forever and ever. So you want to kind of, so I guess if you had three exes, if the first one made the most, you'd go back to that? Is that what they're saying? <laughs> yeah. Well, anyhow, just know that if you have an ex and you were married 10 years and their Social Security benefits you think would be higher than yours, um, that you are eligible to collect. So you should know that. Um, let me take a quick question. Marianne from Garden City. Hi, Marianne. Marianne? Do I have you on the line? Hello, Marianne. Now I hear you. I didn't hear you at first. Okay. How are you this morning? Go ahead. I, I have a question. Exactly what is a buyer's broker and who pays them? A buyer's broker is that what you're saying? No, saying? she's saying a biased or, or a buyer. A buyer's broker. A buyer's, a buyer's broker. broker. Buyer's broker is somebody who represents the buyer. Really doesn't it doesn't impact who pays. Uh, who pays is it doesn't impact who you're working for under the current agency scheme. So, uh, for example, if you work with a broker who's bringing you around to another firm's listings, then they would be representing you as the buyer's broker in that situation. They would be advocating for you. But usually it doesn't impact who pays, typically well, in New York. it could be different on Long Island. Let me say this. Generally, and you should always ask this question, generally, Marianne, if you're looking for homes and you go to listings and you're working with a, uh, a broker, it's usually a seller's broker which means they're representing the seller. They're not representing you. Now, there's certain things that they must tell you. For example, if they knew that there was leaks in the roof or there was things that were not, uh, that were bad with the house, even though they represent the seller, they still would have to disclose that to you. But they wouldn't be, they wouldn't, like, for example, let's just say you were looking for a home and a block away the same type of house was going for, 40000 less, they, they wouldn't have to tell you that or if they thought you were overpaying. So when you get a buyer's broker, that broker is going to represent you, not the seller. But they're going to have to work with a selling broker. Usually they split the commissions, but in some cases um, they don't have to. I mean, 
if you if you really want to really I don't see it happen that much, but I've seen it on Long Island where somebody pays and signs a contract with a buyer's broker. And uh, it could be any fee. And then they would, if you, if you went to an open house or something, you'd say, look, I'm, I'm working with this buyer's broker. And they're there to do, not necessarily sell you a house. I mean, you could, even if you found a house on your own, what they're there to do really is to do research and tell you, Hey, you know, you're paying too much. There's houses around the area that are not, uh, that are much less. Uh, there's a, uh, there's something detrimental that's going to take your value down three blocks away. So, so they're really looking to be only representing you. It's, I guess it started, and I really remember on Long Island, it was, we really, really, it was big for a while or, uh, or some of the smaller brokers were buyers brokers because they didn't really have listings. Uh, do, do, you, do, you ha do you do you think you want one, or do, I'm just asking because as long no, as I, you I know, just, uh, can they go into like an exclusive? And, yes. And so, for example, then, let's just say a broker has an exclusive listing, and they say we're only having this listing is only for the, our company. And nobody else can get in. It's only for our company. And, of course, the seller would have to have agreed to that. So let's say I say, okay, I'm only giving it to Douglas Elliman and no other broker can have it. Well, if you're a buyer's broker, you would be able to call up and say I'm a buyer. The buyer's broker would be able to say I'm a buyer's broker. And legally, they would, the, the company would have to let them show the house. But who pays them then? Well, then that's. You know, then they have to work it out because that's where the brokers work it out. The brokers have to work it out. Okay, now it, you know a broker could say, you know, usually the brokers. I think Jerry's pretty right, and usually the brokers will try to work it out. But I don't want to tell you that it always works out because the broker could say, look, you could show the house, but I'm not paying you your buyer's broker anything. You have to pay. But more than more more times than less, especially on Long Island, I see them work it out. Jerry, have anything yeah. you had to say? This was confusing no. to me. Yeah, it is. I mean, it, typically the the um, uh, this is all going to be done behind the scenes where the brokers are talking to each other about you know if they make an offer they'll say well Jerry, you know my what? client um, will pay the commissioner. This is an important topic. I think, Mary, yeah. if you stay on the line, they're going to do a break, and, 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 and it is confusing. So maybe, Jerry, after the break, you could just explain it sure. a little better than I did. Okay. Um, we'll be back in one minute after this break. 866-970-9622. You're listening to I Am Real Estate. I'm here with Jerry Ace, myself, and Steven.
If you're over the age of 50 and considering buying an annuity in the next 60 days, I have some important news for you. Don't buy an annuity until you understand the pros and cons of annuities. A free book to help you maximize your retirement income from television host and three-time author Josh Melberg has been released. This book reveals little-known truths about annuity strategies in simple-to-understand terms. Grab a pen right now because we are about to offer you this free book that unlocks the five little-known secrets we believe baby boomers and seniors should know before buying an annuity. Call 800-725-1616 now and you'll receive a free copy of Josh Milberg's book, Next Gen Annuity Strategies Revealed. As a bonus, we'll also send you a copy of The Number One Mistakes Retirees Are Making With Their Investments Today and a free DVD on how you can get up to 33% more income in retirement. Call 800-725-1616. That's 800-725-1616. Employees of J.D. Melberg Financial have the appropriate licenses for the products they offer. You need a great business website, and you need it quickly and professionally done because you want to focus on your business. The skilled experts at BizTourage will build you a website that'll wow your customers and at a great low price. Whether you need a new website or you're making over an existing one, call BizTourage at 888-461-4348. For one low price, you'll get a website that's mobile, hosting, beautifully designed, and gets ongoing maintenance no gimmicks no headaches biztourage websites mean business and they genuinely care about your business so call today 888-461-4348 biztourage is easy to deal with and understand small business get a website that wows your customers along with all the support you need call 888-461-4348 no fuss no headaches just a great website for your business from biztourage call today at 888-461-4348 or visit biztourage.com that's b i Z-T-O-U-R-A-G-E dot com. Biztourage, because every small business deserves an entourage. Call today. I have actually been on Balance of Nature for a year now. I have MS, and I recently had an MRI. This is the first year that I've had a stable MRI, so I'm thrilled. When I have an MRI with MS, usually there are glowing spots that come through, which is damage on the, on the nerves in my brain and my spinal cord, and when they're glowing, it means they're active. And then my last MRI, they pulled it up, and I honestly couldn't believe that it was my MRI. There was nothing glowing. And in fact, the dark spots were shrinking. They were healing. And the doctor actually said to me, I think we're in remission. I was so happy. I had no idea that that could be my reality. Take Dr. Howard's health challenge and find out how to get two free sets of fruits and veggies. We'll even ship them to you free. Call now for details. Call 1-800-2468-751 or go online to balanceofnature.com. Use promo code THEANSWER. Sure. You're good at what you do, but if you've ever found yourself knee-deep in spreadsheets with more emails than you can count, you could be doing much better. It's time to power up your productivity with the right business software. Let me tell you about Captera.com. The search for software can be long and painful, and where do you even start? Captera is an easy-to-use software comparison site with over 400 categories of business software for you to choose from. Whether you need help with website building, customer service, or project management, Captera.com is the place to go. They have thousands of ratings and reviews from actual software users just like you. And using Captera is absolutely free. You won't spend weeks or months searching the Internet because all the information you need is in one place. And you won't waste time and money on software that's not right for your business. Visit Captera.com today and join the millions of people who use Captera every month. That's Captera, C-A-P-T-E-R-R-A dot com. Captera dot com. 
It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. Yeah, we're back in our um, legal eagle. Jerry Feeney was just uh, speaking to one of our callers because uh, it is kind of confusing on what a buyer's broker is. So, Jerry, you want to just give them a... Yeah, the, the simplest way to explain um, it is if you, if you want... Broker. Uh, but she I'm sorry? wasn't there, and the broker was really annoyed because she had to take the couple all around the house, and I didn't quite understand how you could do that. Wait, you were you were with a buyer's broker? No, or? no, no. I was looking at the house. Right. Okay. Uh-huh. And a young couple came in, and they handed the the, the selling broker the card. Um, a card, and they said, uh, "We're with a buyer's broker," but the lady wasn't there presuming it was a lady, and the, the owner, the, um, the selling broker was kind of annoyed because she had to take the customer all around the house. Okay, know, so let me, let me, let me answer that or, because I can tell you exactly, that's exactly what I'm saying. As a buyer's broker, you don't necessarily have to show anybody a house. You don't even have to find the house. You're there really to tell the person anything that you can find out about the house, good, bad, or indifferent, and represent them whereas if you're the selling broker you really are by law jerry can tell you what you you have to tell but you don't have to go say that there's a house a block away that's fifty thousand dollars less when you're a buyer's broker you walk into an open house you can say here's my card i'm working with Dottie herman she's my buyer's broker and the selling broker who is working for the seller that's their job they should show the house I mean, they oh, okay. might have been annoyed, but in other words, if I'm working for the seller, even if you're a bu- even if this client is coming in through a buyer's broker and that broker is not there, it might be a good buyer, and I still want I'm representing the seller, then I would want to still show it. So yeah. I can understand the broker saying, you know, that they were annoyed that they could have been there, but they don't have to be there. They don't even have to find the house. Uh, it's really well, for for example, the 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 people might want might have wanted to see that house and the broker wasn't available and they said well we'll go anyway and then the buyer's broker said okay we'll let them know that you're represented by me so that there's no confusion and that's perfectly legitimate otherwise um, you know, right jerry if you would have walked in if that girl would have walked in and didn't show the card the list the, the broker that's showing the house would automatically think it was their her customer yeah exactly so, and then they would they, they would give them disclosure about you know their agency role and it would cause confusion I think it's best and and most fair in the beginning to let the brokers know if you're represented by somebody else. It's the client's choice as to who they want to represent them, but I think it's only fair to tell the broker up front. Yeah. It just seems today there's so little on the market that uh, that I feel like I'm better represented by um, the person who has the listing for the house than than someone who's not kind of even there. Well, I would tell you this, you'd be best represented by whoever is the best broker that you think is good for you because a buyer's broker could be great at looking at finding stuff, but maybe not be there. Um, but I think today, because there is such a shortage of inventory, that my advice to anybody looking today uh, is find a broker that you think you can work with, that you, that you think um, you trust, that you think is knowledgeable in the area that you're working in, 
and stick with them because what I tell seller buyers is this. You know, if, if you're like a lot of buyers who go out one day with this broker, another day with this broker, another day with another broker, that's your choice because – but mm. if, a, if a property comes in that's priced on the money and there's so little inventory and I'm a broker, I'm not going to call one of those people. I'm going to call my loyal customers. So I tell people I think you should be loyal to someone. Because, but, but wouldn't the selling broker be the one that would try to push her deal over mine? Well, like, look, you know, what's the law? If you're working for the seller, if I'm working for the seller, then what I'm supposed to legally do and I have an obligation to do is to help the seller get the best deal for them, not a deal, you know, maybe – I would make more commission if I would sell my buyers, but if they're right, not the right. highest bid, if they don't have as much money down, your job as as the selling broker is not about picking the person. It's finding the best person who's going to give the most money, who has the best financing terms, and can close in the time, you know, and has a, and, and does a credit check. So, so yeah. that's that's really yeah. what's most important. So, and I and I really feel that. When, and this is just my feeling. If, if, if you were a broker, I mean, just put yourself in a broker's, and you have like a million customers, and uh, something comes out in an area and there's very little supply, the first people you would call are going to be the customers that you work with that you feel loyalty to. And then I tell the customers, you then have to get out there in a second. I mean, it's that kind of market we're in. It's very tight. So what you should – are you looking? If I were you, I'd be looking. I'd go to open houses. I'd look at the market. I'd look at prices because when the, when the property comes out that you really want, you have to be ready to move quickly. Yeah. I have you, my credit's on everything. But, well, um, I have all that, yeah. Yeah. But, but that, yeah. That, I was, just, I was just, just wondering because it's such a tight market that, you know, my best way of getting a house I want – I just thought it might be much better with the person who has the listing well, than. Well, know. the person that has the listing has an inside track to the to the to the seller. They know pretty much what the seller's needs are. Um, but if you have a good broker, they should be able to ask those questions. But even if they do have the inside track, if your offer isn't the best offer for the seller, and again, the seller has to decide that. Right, then, right. Then they really would be um, not. I mean, Jerry, they could really get lose their license for that. I mean, maybe. Yeah, no, leave. absolutely. They're not supposed to push one over the other simply because their compensation is higher. You know, one thing that I notice is that mo- mo- most buyers assume that if it's a direct deal, meaning there's no other broker, it's just the listing broker, that the listing broker automatically only gets half of the commission. But not necessarily true. It depends on the exclusive agreement that they have with, with the firm. So there is a theory that, uh, and I understand where you're coming from, which is that maybe there's more room to negotiate if there's not another broker involved in the transaction because right, theoretically right. that broker could maybe throw yeah, in a yeah, little yeah. bit of the commission because they're getting a bigger commission. It doesn't always happen that way. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think it really depends also on are you very comfortable in valuation in the market or do you need help? If you need help, then a really good yeah, broker right. who understands value can really add a lot to it. Yeah, that's and I, really you know, true. Yeah, and you so. could ask a buyer, you could ask a broker who has a listing, if you think they're competent and you really trust their knowledge of the area, to be a buyer's broker. But then what they can't do 
is they're not supposed to be able to, in other words, so now let's say you, this is complicated, but let's say you hire me as a buyer's broker and I happen to have a listing in the area that you want and at the, in the price range. Well, now who am I representing, the seller or the buyer? So then right. I would have to say I either can't show you this, but somebody else will show it for me, or I have to disclose to the seller, look, would it be okay uh, that I have a buyer who would love your house, and can I act as a dual agent, meaning that I'm not representing either person? So, so you have to, she has I would to just tell, tell you, um, find a broker that you think is good, that you trust, that is knowledgeable at the area, and, 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 and then discuss that with them on how they feel is best to work. But but I think the most important thing is getting the right broker that knows the Yeah, area. I agree with you. Yeah, okay. And you, and you feel Good luck. With. And let us keep us posted. Okay. Thank you so much. Thanks, Marion. Have a great okay. day. Bye. I have uh, Arlene on the line from the Oceanside. Hi. Good morning, Arlene. Hi. Yes. Hi. Dottie? Yes. Okay. Um, I'd like to add some information to what you said about collecting a former spouse's social security. Um, my first husband and I were married 25 and a half years and we divorced. <laughs> Met my second husband, he died. Now I'm married to my third husband wow. uh, for 12 years. When I went to social security 12 years ago, okay, you have to be married at least 10 years to your former spouse. You cannot marry under 60. Over Wait, 60, you can down? marry. Well, I so know 10 I years, but what did you say about under 60 that you cannot? You cannot remarry under 60 and collect your former spouse. You can marry over 60. And I married the third time at 62. And when I went to Social Security, they told me I had a choice of three husbands, Social Security. Well, lucky the first you. Husband, <laughs> lucky uh, you. The collecting first, them. <laughs> right. The first Sounds husband like that I was married to for 25 and a half years. The second husband, I was married to five and a half years. Or my third husband, who but I'm I married thought the five to and now. Half, I thought you had to be married 10 years. 10 years. Uh, you ha had to be married 10 years, but I was married 25 and a half to my first husband. Right, but the second. My second husband, I was a widow. Oh, he died. So I was married five and a half years to him. Now I'm married to my third husband, 12 and a half years. And they always tell you a widow's Social Security is higher. So I took my late husband's Social Security because my Social Security was very nil. So I just wanted to make that correction to your listeners, that if you marry under the age of 60, even though you are married at least 10 years, you cannot collect on that husband's Social Security. Wait, say that again. If you marry, if you, you, marry if you under remarry 60? under 60, and even though you're married for at least 10 years or more to your first husband, you cannot collect on his Social Security because you're remarrying under 60. But if you remarry over 60, you can collect on your first husband's Social Security because you were married to him for at least 10 years. Arlene, okay. it doesn't say that on the Social Security website about what yeah. age you marry or remarry. It says 62 to collect. You have to be 62 well, or I older. I did. Collect. I collected at age 62. But I don't see I anything age 60 I, on the I, website. 
Yeah, well, I, we'll, well this, check it out. This was it, 12 years ago. Yeah, well, maybe they changed okay. it. Okay. It says now it says you have to be 62. You are currently, you have to be unmarried. And the benefit you are entitled to receive is based on your own work is less than your ex-spouse's. And, um, well, all my, my former spouse and my late husband, their Social Security was always more than mine. So okay. when I went down to the Social Security office in Long Beach, New York, which is not there anymore, where Daddy has an office and my girlfriend is an agent there, oh. they <laughs> told, okay, they told me, um, Joni Suskawa. Oh, yes, I know. That's a great group. She's working there. on one of the teams. She had her own agency in Long Beach for over 40 years. Wow. She went out of the business, and then now she's teamed up with Douglas Elliman. Because it's in her blood. Uh, <laughs> yes, it is. Oh, yes, it is, and she's very good at it, too. Tell um, her I said hello. I will. So 12 years ago, when I remarried, when I got married to my third husband, I was a widow. He was a widower. I collected on my late husband's Social Security and still collecting. I got married at 62. But the person in that office told me I had a choice of three Social Securities. I had to bring down the death certificate, the divorce papers to show her. And a widow's Social Security is always higher. Now, because I took it at age 62, Instead of at 65, you lose a certain percentage every year, okay? And when my late husband died, I I could have collected his Social Security also, but I was three weeks shy of 60, and I didn't want to collect it. Got it. Okay. thank you so much, Arlene, for for sharing with us. uh, Okay, and I listen to your program every Saturday. I would not miss it. Oh, Arlene, thank you. That means a lot. We're, we really thank you. And if there's anything that you want to know, let us know. And Arlene, we love you. I love you. I love doing the show. We all love doing the show. And thank you. And we are going to come up with the 11 o'clock news. And at 11 o'clock, we are going to have Dr. Randy Frost, who uh, knows more about the disorder of hoarding than anyone on the earth. <laughs> uh, he's written three books on the subject. It's really a, a topic that is really getting a lot of awareness because some people are little are, are compulsive acquirers. Are you really a hoarder, or are you just somebody who likes to collect things? So you won't want, want to miss him. He'll be on right after the 11 o'clock news uh, talking about, and he'll even give you the quiz to take if you're a hoarder. We'll be right back, 866-970-9622. We'll be back after the 11 o'clock news. Eye on Real Estate with Dottie Herman is sponsored by Citizens Bank N.A. 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.